why is India orange? Because it's like inverse Mexico. Like inverse Mexico. Yeah, I've got nothing else to offer. I just figured I'd draw the comparison. I gonna say, I thought it was because of the all the carnations that they use, like those orange carnations. Or, um, not carnations. Magnolias. No, not magnolias. Fuck, what the name is? What is that name of that flower? It's the dust. It's the dust. We're just gonna use every single flower. Which possible. is actually very interesting because um, most of the scenery was, you know, um, struggle the struggle part of India. But whenever they did... Uh, overhead city shots it was a metropolis so (laughs) (laughs) those two did not go together at all because i was seeing skyscrapers and buildings but then we come down to the characters you know in like sub-rural india (laughs) (laughs) i'm like where are they (laughs) what is going on i can yeah it was such like a contrast and those flowers are called marigold sorry (laughs) (laughs) marigold flowers okay i can say this right where it's like, oh, it looks like all this like fanciness, and then like the bottom is a struggle. Because when I was in Ethiopia, I remember going through that city at night, like Addis Ababa, and I was like, oh, this actually looks pretty cool. Like it's a well-built-up metropolis, right? And I went through the same area in the middle of the day, and I was like, holy shit, this is ghetto. Oh, <laughs> the night disguises a lot. It does. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, yeah. when I was in Sydney. Australia, which is like a, is a metropolis. Um, mm. When I was there, the hostel I was stay at, is staying in was in a really good part of town. But when you went out at night, it would, looked sketchy as all hell. Yeah. Why? Was it I just have the no lack idea. of it light? Just, it was like, you know those like cheap, not I don't want to say cheap neon signs because they weren't neon signs, but like that cheap street lighting that kind of like gives that that eerie vibe sort of yellow and doesn't cover the whole ground yes that was the vibe Hmm. but like during the day it was like tons of these really cool little like basically like kind of how the village is okay with all these little off like little restaurants and little shops well, just think about the forest at night, or forest during the day. It's really nice. Uh, you go wandering around at night, and you're not used to that. It can be unnerving. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, Similar it makes vibes. sense. Turns out lucky, we like seeing lucky things. Phoenix is lurking around the corner in the dark forest. <laughs> oh, <I can> fool. <laughs> Phoenix. See, this is why I can never go camping. I'm sorry, bro. I do not trust any of these things in the forest. I should be chilling and a bear appears out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, it's I not the bears you gotta worry speak, about. Speaking of camping, oh, so white people? <laughs> no, <laughs> mountain lions. <laughs> I have a funny story about camping, and because like I grew up spending a lot of time in the bush. Well, when I before I went to Australia, there was part of the time that I was going to be spending it in Kakadu National Park, which is where they shot crocodile parts of Crocodile Dundee. So I familiarized myself with the poisonous creatures and everything that could kill me. Well, when I got there, I ended up being in a bunkhouse. I was from Pennsylvania, and they were city girls. So one time we were walking to dinner at night, because it gets dark there at like 6 p.m. And there was a frog in the middle, uh, a cane toad in the middle of the walkway. And it wasn't even a big one. And I'm like walking along it, and this thing jumps out in front of us, and these two girls scream, and I'm like, oh my god, what is it? I was like, it's a cane toad. And they're like, oh my God, is it going to attack me? And I looked and I was like, it's a 
frog and I sidestep it and I was like it is poisonous and they just like lost it I was like just don't lick it <laughs> poison is so you don't eat it yeah <laughs> Oh, oh my wow. goodness. No. That's pretty funny. Is, is a frog um, going to attack us? I, I got a yeah. similar story where... Okay, so context. Parents have a fishing lodge, right? Um, and we have Americans from the Deep South come up on a semi-regular basis. And I can't remember where this one guy was from, but I know there was a lot of poisonous shit where he lived, right? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny because they were... This is actually when I was like really, really small, so I barely remember this. Um, but they were helping my grandpa do construction. So that was like their way to stay for cheap, right? Is they just help out a little bit and then they'd basically get to fish for two weeks for free. And uh, they dropped some tools uh, in like some tall grass. It was sort of just underneath a tree. And this guy just stops and he immediately like scans the grass before going to pick it up, right? And dad is joking about how, man, if I lived where you live, I'd be dead. I don't, yeah. I do not have those instincts. I would have just picked up the tool, right? Yeah. Well, and that's surprising though, because like when I was in Australia, like everything could kill you. I had like no fear walking through the grass and just like in bare feet. Hmm. And I have, like, I wouldn't. I you know, I don't know why, but it was just maybe it just I felt comfortable because I knew what to do in the situation if I was to get bitten by one of these things. Um, but yeah, like even that, like we have a, my family have a farm that backs onto the Duck Mountains, and they released mountain lions up there a couple years ago. Anyways, I took a couple of my friends who are city girls up there, and I mean, we have bears come through the yard all the time well that night the last night we were there there was one digging around underneath the granary and i like heard it woke up and checked and i went back to bed i didn't tell them about it till the next morning because it was like if i wake them up and tell them they're gonna freak out i'm gonna have a full-blown panic on my hands and you're not gonna (laughs) sleep for the rest of the night yeah exactly because they're gonna be up and freaking out and i was like they, they can know, know about it in the morning this is a bear you said right yeah it was a black bear yeah it turns out bears are surprisingly chill animals yeah i mean i don't want to get with you it don't want to fight uh, one I, but... i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go with um i appreciate not having to go out in the city and you know bump into bears or wolves or anything like that so <laughs> people who love doing that big ups to them but the rest of us who love our lives and comfort no. i mean wolves are never gonna attack you right they they I mean, know to stay away black bears are relatively benign it's the grizzlies you gotta worry you about get the odd black real. bear that will charge well you. see here's the thing um as someone who is recently part of an associate wildlife biologist now um we have been told to never assume what an animal is going to do because guess what wild animals are not habituated this so, is true so i am speaking generally yeah so if you say well all black bears are chill most li- most likely you're going to meet the one that's you know that just well, seems to have I an aggressive personality black bears are chill i don't think they'll walk up and fucking pet it <laughs> You know someone's going to walk mean, up and pet it i mean don't panic someone's going to see a grizzly bear panic <laughs> i mean my cousin on the note of black bears being chill two elk seasons ago my cousin got charged by a black bear in the ducks and i mean the season i got my my four by four buck my dad and i were sitting on the tree line and we were watching 
a wolf through the scope and it was looking at us so i mean like <laughs> and then the wolf actually like kind of started approaching and then i it was just like nah there's two of them <laughs> <laughs> the wolf's like looking at y'all like the fuck y'all doing over there like, is, yeah is that, is which that is why you just you just know to stay out of the way i know <laughs> nope I have no business in the bush. I'm not going there. <laughs> I have all the business yeah. in the bush. I have yeah. no business there. Jeez. You know. Yeah. No. I I mean, like, it also depends, too, Ooh. I would say. Because, like, yeah. What was that, Uchi? Yeah. Fun thing. Uh, I was watching Planet Earth 2, right? Great TV series. Everyone should watch it, right? And I, I have not had a chance to watch it yet. It's on my bucket list. <sighs> Is it, would this be a spoiler if I tell you then? No, no, no. Go, go for it. I mean, all those nature shows, it doesn't really matter because I'm going to watch Spoils. it anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to spoil it right away. So in India, uh, tigers and big cats roam around in the city sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. That's, I just find that really cool. Like, it's terrifying, but it's kind of cool at the same time. I hey. do not trust big cats. <laughs> oh, neither oh, would I. Okay. trust big cats. Never trust big cats. Let's talk about big cats. I don't even trust little cats. <laughs> Let's talk about big cats for a minute. So I was not there to witness this, but I mean, Has anyone seen Tiger King? Sorry, I just, I just thought, <laughs> I just thought about that now. <laughs> Let Pam tell um, her story. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't there for this, but this story involves my dad, who is basically Red Foreman from that '70s show with a mustache, and he was at the cabin. And he went out to the outhouse in the wee or early wee light of morning. And between him and the outhouse, there was a lynx walking by. And so he called, he was like, oh, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. And he apparently just like looked at him what? and like flicked its tail and just went off into the bush. I mean, that's, funny that's, as hell. that's probably a good thing. We don't your dad to have yeah. to be extracted. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No. Hey, you should have said something. You should have said something like you wouldn't have wanted to had to extract the remains of your dad. (laughs) That's even darker. That's even darker, Michael. Wow. (laughs) I like I I in my head I figured the best time was probably when we were talking about going to the bush and not fucking with wildlife. Well, you didn't say it then. What if you get hurt? You didn't say it then. It's too late, Sam. Let's start this show. We gotta call we're gonna SARS. Pull, uh, we're we're starting this show, Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your mind's not no, going. Yours was horrible. Mine was horrible, that but was at least I said it. Welcome to the club. <laughs> that was atrociously we're bad. We're starting this show now. <laughs> you know what? I show. wish they had more class than Sam's. It no, did have more did class not. than Sam's. It really did not. It did not at all. No way. Let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi Sumwaka. Michael Novakshinov. And Pam Hinchark. Hey, and today we will be, well, I guess uh, not, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me today? Um, A lot of things. <laughs> today, you do English well. Yeah, um, I've, too many things are racing through my mind at once. Uh, so today we will be reviewing a movie. 
Uh, it's a Netflix original. But however, before we start that, we should welcome whoever our new listeners are on this episode to the show. Um, so the Northern Critic podcast is a film review podcast, which you which looks at audience or host uh, handpicked films based on plot, cinematography, casting, and style. Um, all the review points on the movies we review are totally based off of our opinions as your hosts and our guests on the show, if we ever have any guests on the show. We did have one last week for Jojo Rabbit. Um, go check that episode out if you haven't seen it yet. Um, I like the way yeah, you keep saying you haven't seen it. It's like haven't listened to it. Well, if you, <laughs> if you haven't listened to it yet, if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit either, so do both. Um, I was going to say, it could be like that time I OD'd on caffeine and I could see sound. Some listeners yep. could be able to see sound. Yeah, exactly. You can know? you imagine how weird that would be? You can do that. Big ups to you. I can't remember what that condition is called, but it is a real thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, um, yeah, where you associate sound with color or something like that. Yeah. Well, the, I just watched the cat roll off my desk. That <laughs> Okay, that explains that weirdness that happened. I was like, what the fuck happened, Mike? Oh my goodness. Come on, get over here. <laughs> um, yeah, you're this fine. We, <laughs> this week we will be reviewing uh, the Netflix movie Extraction. Um, this movie was released on April 24th of 2020. Um, its budget was about $65 million, so not too bad. Actually, pretty cheap considering it has a lot of action-packed sequences in it and considering um, who the main actor is yes uh yeah the main actor is chris hemsworth they used uh, all that cheap east indian labor yep. uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much i figure oh, as much shit. yes um, and <laughs> the director of this film this film is actually his debut as a director first ever film he's directed uh, oh. sam hargrave yeah he uh, used to be a stuntman and now he's a film director so this is that's, his first ever film. You know what? That's actually quite impressive. Yeah, um, I was going to say. Knowing that, knowing that, this is a very good debut. 100% for, props. Yeah. Yeah, his first ever film. Oh, he was a um, stunt coordinator for uh, Endgame and Civil War, though. And so Civil he's War, definitely, yeah. He's definitely had experience oh. on large-scale sets before by looks yeah. of it. So okay. that explains some stuff. Yeah. So that exactly. makes sense. The tweet I saw earlier today when he was like, uh, extraction is just pretty much the end game ensemble again because like <laughs> the book this movie is based on was co-written by the russo brothers as well yeah mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. um See, and this was actually like a really recent add to our movie list it was like what added last thursday well, evening it mm-hmm. was released last friday evening yeah as, so, of, as of this time of recording as yeah of time of recording yeah. so, um yeah, the premise of this movie is a black market mercenary who has nothing to lose is hired to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. But in the murky underworld of weapons, dealers, and drug traffickers, an already deadly mission approaches the impossible. Um, so essentially, premise is Chris Hemsworth's character is a mercenary who has to go into India to um, extract... Uh, which is in the name of the movie, uh, the son of a drug lord, and return him back to his parent, his family or parents or whatever. Um, and, you know, in typical movie fashion, things go wrong as the story progresses. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The film has a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, a 56% on Metacritic, and a 6.8 out of 10 IMDb. So 
Um, however, how, audience score is, I think, 89%. I mean, knowing how all those metrics are derived, I think they all make perfect sense, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no I had no qualms with the yeah. ratings. They were pretty the, good. They're pretty on the nose in this case, I think. They're, mm-hmm. I guess, initial thoughts. This movie is, it, it's an action flick that stars Chris Hemsworth and excessive violence for no reason other than the fact that you just want to see him lawnmower his way through a bunch of faceless goons. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That, that is um, what this movie's And the is. fact that they have Chris Hemsworth is to feed to the female audience. I mean... Because <laughs> considering I mean, you see his biceps so much in this movie. Yeah, I, I, I can totally... I see that. He's got something that Keanu Reeves doesn't in that case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's just me, but like I saw... Like watching Chris Hemsworth in this movie gave me like Dwayne Johnson movie vibes. Like he sure. did the things that typically the rock would do in his movies. And See? whereas Keanu Reeves has a more like assassin, like lethal type vibe to his movies. If that makes, I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm going to, going to relate this in two things. Keanu Reeves is a little more like bond esque. Whereas um, Chris Hemsworth in this movie was like, what's his face from the Die Hard series. Oh, Bruce Willis. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that yeah I can see that. Um, that's that's a fair, yeah. Uh, and that's and I want to push back on the point with the Rock is because he's got a different vibe to him again. Like the Rock is sort of a new kind of action star, if that makes sense. Where he's a little bit more. Uh, well, I guess, he's not new. It's he's very actually self aware in sort of the way that he does his action. Whereas it felt like Hemsworth was taking the character a little bit more seriously. Yeah, oh, okay, I guess I guess he wasn't caliber. as comedy-driven uh, and stuff. Yeah, like The Rock yeah. cracks jokes, has cheesy one-liners, and mm-hmm. generally... It's Does like, that okay, weird this, thing with his eyebrows this, this as well. Rock kicking ass, right? <laughs> um, but then there's this movie where Chris Hemsworth is doing his best to sort of Make portray it grounded. this damaged mercenary, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Chris Hemsworth is picking, he's picking his, uh, his jobs pretty well because this Mm -hmm. movie is based off a comic book Hmm. as well, um, called, um, Cuidad. Uh, in the original comic book, it's actually set in Paraguay, so not in uh, India. So that's, they did a little bit of changing from the comic book. A little. Um, And also in the comic book, the child is a girl, not a boy. Um, but in this, in this movie, it's a boy, so... Uh, those are just, I think, the two key things I know that really changed um, as much. Um, I kind of like the concept that the guy, the kid was a boy in this one, because I feel like when it's a drug dealer's daughter or a weapons arms daughter, it's always so, like, she's always stereotypically beautiful and, like, it's, it's, it's a, just a, an overdone It's got some thing. nasty damsel in distress vibes. Yeah. yeah. Right? However, oh, yeah. I wish, like, his paragraph... But then also happy. she's 18 years old. In, well, that yeah, only yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That the, only yeah. adds to mm-hmm. that damsel in distress. Yeah. It, it doesn't help yeah. this, the that trope. It's going to be a damsel in mm-hmm. distress, and she's and they're going to be rescued, and they'll fall in the love. Comic, actually, the comic book is actually a lot darker, to be honest, because she's kidnapped while she's pregnant. Apparently, um, in the comic book, 
Okay, so we're we've only gone more and more damsel so far. Yeah, I was she adding more while she's pregnant and she's raped in captivity again while she's pregnant. And, again, super stereotypical. Uh, okay, so, so she's like basically suffering in the comic book, whereas with this is just a little kid who just got kidnapped while having a party with his friends. What see, I don't f- know. I kind of would have liked to see the movie set in Paraguay instead of. India? The Middle East, because I feel like wait, with a lot of wait, these wait, mercy- wait, wait, hold up. Do you say the Middle East? <laughs> well, India, <laughs> India, and Bangladesh, and not the Middle East. <laughs> but like that kind of central, that that whole area, kind of, you know what I mean. Okay, Uchi, we'll call it geographical Uchi, climate. Uchi yeah. was like, wait, 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 <laughs> hold up, hold up. <laughs> the yeah, geographical no. kind of area. I mean, it kind of makes sense why they said in like India and Bangladesh, right? Because like you have the biggest drug lord in India versus the biggest mm-hmm. drug lord in Bangladesh, and we know Bangladesh, like those two yeah. countries don't get along. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, in pa- in Paraguay, would have been like to make a movie based off of it in Paraguay would have been a little bit more. Oh, that's um, possible. I feel like it could work. I think it, like my thing with I, it is because like I, I just I think it would have been more of a like. It would have played into a lot of the tropes of like you know like um, South American cartel type movies if yeah. they yeah. did that, which See, there's and, already so many of. So they just needed like, a fresh take with the Mumbai instead. And like my thing with this is this plays into so many mercenary trope movies that have come out in recent past, like that kind of just general area. Yeah. So I the guess thing I would say as initial thoughts, however, is that. It was like you could tell it was definitely based off of like a comic book or like a book itself, because I, the actual structure of the way the story progressed was very comic book esque. Um, yeah, I sorry, disagree. Michael. I I completely you disagree. Disagree really? With you. That did oh, not I could feel like a comic book at all. No, it felt, like, it. It felt yeah. like a shoot 'em up action movie. I think like literally as I watched is... it, I was like, "This feels like a this feels like a graphic novel." Type. Yes. Well, it's, maybe it's because it's... of the type of ones I read. Though. Yeah, it's maybe like more of a cool. graphic novel than comic book. Cause like yeah, I find when you say comic book, you always think superhero movies, right? And then you say graphic novels, that's like more of this. Well, graphic stuff. novels are comic books too. They are, but like just the phrasing, yeah. the phrasing, the phrasing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right? I, I guess I should have said graphic novel. It felt like a graphic novel while I was watching it. My thing um, with this movie, um, I felt it actually reminded more of a video game to me, especially with like some of the shaky cam following them, like when oh, they're running through the like the apartment so blocks much. and all that. That's or that how I felt. extremely long, sorry, I just swallowed water here by accident. Um, that extremely long, like uncut shot. Yeah. During yeah. the car chase sequence. Yeah. yeah. That's or like, like when cool they shot. zoom in on like the faces, it felt very video game esque. Yeah. I can see that. I I mean, where where I kind of got the graphic novel vibe was the whole jumping, the symbolism of the water and like jumping underwater and like crossing your feet and. No, just looking at that, you I, know I could definitely see it in like a panel. Okay, you know? That's my, thing I, that that's shot, I my thing with that shot. My thing with that shot. That was a very cheesy shot for me. I just want to talk. Well, about... there's there's meaning there's meaning to it too. So was like, the I'll, I'll explain. Uh, so oh, basically, really? from from what I read up, the meaning behind the water the water in wa- water in this film is supposed to represent death and um and not really growth per se. I forget what the other word that was used. Basically death and growth or something related to growth. Death and rebirth. Um, 
death, not 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 necessarily. I wouldn't say necessarily rebirth, more like death and like connection. Like, let's just let's just go with connection instead of growth. Yeah, um, because it's a puddle in my opinion. Yeah, I know. Like, no, this is what this, I'm, I'm telling you. What the director himself said. This is like yeah, the an article. The director what saying he this said, to me, it look like it's deep. I'm sorry. Like, I no, just no, because he got he that. got this from it. He got it. He got the idea from an from some anime. There was an anime written there that I just I've never seen that anime before. It wasn't even but basically, I, I have to look up the article again. Um, I'll look it up while I'm talking. But mm-hmm. basically, he. He explained it as, you know, in the beginning, Chris Hemsworth does that. And he only gets a clear, if you notice in the flashbacks to the scene with his, the scenes with him and his son on the beach, he only gets, those visions only get clear when he's actually underwater or he has water around him. Whenever he's having flashbacks when he's on land or like just out of water, they come in as like quick cuts. But whenever he's underwater, they're like clear, like, like memories of him and his son on the beach, right? Um, similarly to when he drops into the water at the end where he supposedly quote unquote dies, but not really, um, he has a quick, like a, a clear memory of his son again. And that's supposed to show that, um, his acceptance of death, right? So he's letting go of that thing with his son. And then Ovi jumps into the water again in the beginning to show now because of, you know, him being kidnapped and like the PTSD and whatever, he's gone from being the kid who was too shy to talk to this girl he had a crush on earlier on to now this kid who you know is brave enough to just do whatever the fuck he wants and like he's killed someone before so like now none of those things phase him anymore so that's also his acceptance of that you know death is real and his rebirth as like a different person so that's kind of what the water scene signifies. There's that's kind of also I... that line he says in the movie where it says you don't drown by going into the river mm-hmm. That yeah. relates to that. I just want to talk about that water scene. One that that's the only scene in the movie that truly bothered me. Well, actually, right at the like, start? yeah, when he jumps the water is because with that, because they say it's what like thirty ish feet from the top of that cliff that he jumps down into. Mm. Yeah, something pretty high. Some say say between graphic thirty novel esque. That's that's where I was like, this is a graphic novel. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I just knew straight away. But my my only thing, especially because he's supposed to be ex military. Mm-hmm. This is me from me growing up with a mom who worked with the military and wanting to be a search and rescue technician for a very large part of my life. When you are jumping into water. You do not jump from above 25 feet or else it is like hitting concrete. And you can well, seriously get hurt whether you are a pro or... And I'm like, ex-military would know that. He would not. Like, I know it was all supposed to be like... He's also He's suicidal. invincible. And like, yeah. so yeah, I get it. But at yeah. the same time, that's one thing that irked me so much. Because well, there's a line in he, a movie... Like, he's also survived, like, how many people shooting at him, including an armored tank. Yes. So, at not... this point, it's clear to say he's, like, he just can't die. And he I survives know. being shot in the leg and in the neck. But well. I just, that's the one thing, is because the rule is, <laughs> you jump at 15 to 25 feet. Anything above 40 to 50 feet is like hitting concrete. You hit water at 100 feet, you die. Is the rule. Honestly, I think if you like banana jump properly, that's survivable and it's, not that 
not that insane. It's survivable, it just, but um, you wouldn't want like, to do it. It's dangerous, but I think if it's executed correctly, you could come out of it unhurt. Yeah, that's just my my thing is like that's one little thing that irked me because it's just that's something you would learn if you were in the military and it's just kind of mm, irked me yeah, just a little bit. I, I read it as he's just fucking reckless and doesn't yeah. care if he dies or not, right? Yeah. But I mean, this is also me looking at it from like a different perspective and You're looking at it from the perspective of a rational person. <laughs> Yeah, that too. By the way, I think the just to clarify what Uchi asked, I think the anime is called Blue Drop. I think that's what it's called. Something like that. You could probably look that up. Okay. But sorry, just to continue because Uchi asked what the anime was that that imagery came from. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, just that's just my little kind of like, it was cool. I enjoyed it. I I understood the whole symbolism behind it and that he's being reckless. But that was just the one little technicality. And it's again, a lot of people wouldn't know that little technicality irked me and i mean like i've cliff dived before and i mean 20 feet hitting the water from 20 feet hurts <laughs> oh yeah 100%. so 30 40 feet oh god that would like that would kill it but would there are people that do cliff diving from 125 feet um, but, recreationally right but i didn't like because the water's not still though I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that would play into effect. I think you just have it to does. make sure your toes are pointed. And yeah, you, you like this, I feel like this would have mattered because again, he survived a shot movie. to the leg it's and his an neck action movie. It's an and action was still movie. alive. <laughs> I feel like the him dropping from thirty feet into water is survivable compared to the other stuff he's exactly. yeah we haven't I talked mean, about the no, end yet how did he survive I mean, in the end he did Loki I don't believe if, he survived you, it was left ambiguous. Again, this is why I said I have so much to talk about because, again, in the article that, like, if you, I can send you guys. Here's my problem. Wait, wait. We've had this conversation before. I don't want an article explaining what the fuck the movie means afterwards. Yeah. Okay. I hate hate articles after movies. I I want to tackle this ending because this is fucking something that irks me. This is directors pussyfooting around coming up with an ending. That was like that fucking ending was cowardice. (laughs) do not do that do not show us a blurry image of a guy that might be him is he fucking alive or dead don't tell us oh maybe he's alive maybe the guy's hallucinating he got shot in the neck and fell off because basically in the graphic novel he survives but that's oh, a graphics novel. Well, so in yeah. this, well, he not, obviously survived no we're well, not like judging the graphics novel open for a sequel that's yeah, exactly definitely. what it was that's, that's what definitely definitely if what it, it succeeds oh he survived cool it's mm. I don't like yeah. it. Because in the graphic novels, is... his character survives. So but, that's where I was but like, we're oh, not then doing he, the that graphic makes novel. Sense. Wait, wait, we're not doing the graphic novel. We're doing the movie. Yeah, yeah but they copied no, everything. But, we're not, but it's, not in, it's not in South America. It has to survive on, on its, its own. own. It can't, we can't well, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Okay, so what I get what you guys mean, right? But I just mean, as far as the core of the story goes, literally panel-wise, like if you follow the panels of the okay, graphic novels, the fine. exact same panels... In like it's the exact same novel. shots in the film. Okay, so then I'm that, saying the fact the that they follow the sir. plot of the graphic novel, and them showing a blurred image of him at the end, him surviving, which is similar to him surviving in the graphic novel. Obviously, he survived. Like the director. Okay. Is okay. You know what, Sam? Wait, let me say my piece. That's right what now. I'm saying. What you've just done is ruined this movie for me because I semi like this movie. I enjoyed this movie, but now I hate it what? because I, the graphic- wait, I don't care about the fucking graphic novel. 
No, I, I know. I, I know. wait. You're not letting me say my point. I don't care about okay, the graphic okay. novel. Okay, I have a problem when movies copy shit from graphic novels, panel from panel. Okay, mm-hmm. it smells of just being like, oh, we can't do anything iconic by ourselves. So you being like, oh, in the graphic novel, he survived in the end. That's some bullshit. If he survived in the end, then in the movie as well, show him fucking alive and well. Don't give me this, oh, he's blurred and might have survived. Don't give me he jumped in water and did some fancy pose in the What ocean. they did was... A, I don't what they care. Did was a classic super... You know how they make Superman movies and it's like, oh, is Superman dead? And then you just see like a blue blur like fly across the sky, and it's like, oh, yeah, he's probably alive. That's essentially what they did. And I hate like, when to do that in Superman you know, as well. Fucking yeah, they did. <laughs> pulled him out of the river or something over yeah. here. Like, what the hell? See, my thing with this movie, including the ending, and I noticed that that kid that shot him in the back of the neck. Yeah. I'm sorry. If I was in that position and that kid shot at me on the street, <laughs> yeah. There's no way he would be walking away from that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, what, do you mean, what do you mean? Like the kid walking away or? No, like that kid that shot him on the bridge. Mm-hmm. That guy, like, I'm sorry, you, if I was Chris Hemsworth in this movie and I know it was like his internal struggle of he doesn't want to kill these kids kind of thing um, that are involved with this drug gang or whatever. But I'm sorry, in that situation, like that kid must have been what, 17, 18 in around there. Mm-hmm. Oh, You're no, shooting no, at... 16. Maybe okay, 16. 16. Anyways, you're yeah. shooting at me with an AK-47 in the streets of India? Well, okay. Well, no. from, from Chris Hemsworth's point of view, he's ready to die. Like, again, he's embracing death. He's waiting well, for it to and come. And I understand but, that. But, yeah. it's, but th- what I'm saying is it's just like that ending, the fact that it was the kid, the kid recurs and shoots him. I was just like, dude, seriously? I think... Like, no. I think like, the I, kid I, shooting... <laughs> Shooting Chris or what's the Tyler? I think the kid shooting him and actually like quote unquote killing him kind of ruins. We lost Pam. Oh, he's, she's he's back. back. Yeah. Are what? you guys all there still? Yeah, we're yeah, still yeah, here. Yeah, we're here. So okay, mm-hmm. the kid shooting Tyler kind of ruins whatever little redemption or sympathy you feel for that kid. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, definitely. These kids I, I are being like manipulated. The kid already sealed yeah. the killed already sealed his fate when he chopped off his finger by like as a punishment to himself yeah but like the kid presented like, it to the drug lord so he's basically saying he's basically yeah. saying like i i fully decided to commit to you now like that's what he did I, so that's when yeah. the kid actually seals his fate as like this is the life i'm choosing for myself see if you want a more satisfying and punchy ending what you would do is you would have this kid be within arm's reach of killing our character tyler i guess his name is yeah um have an action where he could have like maybe he shoots the area right beside his head and then says tyler okay now jump off this bridge and survive and then Mm -hmm. he goes back to the drug lord and fucking shoots the drug lord in the back when he's not ready for it rather than this fucking c-grade side character chick that was just speaking in tyler's ear 90 percent of the movie getting him instead right like like, that's my thing that would have been so much more narratively punchy but instead this kid is just a dick who gets away with murder basically and and the drug lord dies in this sort of like offhand where the author goes oh yeah and he got killed eight months later yeah yeah see my thing is is like just just make the kid dead like make him dead 
He's an Aiko I, I mean, or a I, It's just, I just, <laughs> I, I like that he did it. Again, this is coming back to like his old, he's kind of like Batman. Like, I'm never going to kill kids, right? And that was kind of done well in the sense that when the kids were involved, he just did melee attacks. You know, he slapped one of them, I which is actually a pretty good scene. It, it was think. hilarious. Oh, it's, so funny. Like, it's like he wasn't even trying. It was yeah. really funny, <laughs> yeah. actually. Was and again, so these funny. are child, these kids are essentially child soldiers. He knows they, that these oh, kids okay. aren't doing it. On purpose. Because they choose, yeah, on purpose. It's because this I is the life. That's why I did into. not like it that much because of the fact that these kids didn't have a choice, right? And for yeah. the movie, the kids were not a threat, like quote unquote mm-hmm. threat, right? Even yeah. when they yeah. attacked him, he just like mercilessly just like pushed them all off, right? And when yeah. the, that kid went back to the drug lord and I was like, I couldn't get him. I want to kill him myself. And drug lord was like, it's still just a child. You will not be able to kill him, right? Yeah. It kind of gives the kids this like sad manipulation about them where you can still feel sympathetic for them but the fact that well, they no, because the I, the drug lord still gives the kid the the like gift or like advice where he says like think about this kid or whatever and he's like there's always no matter how like how much older you get or yeah, whatever there's always going to be someone bigger, bigger than you bigger than you yeah and that was like the, the mm-hmm. thing right that was too sympathetic yeah. for the kid because it's just like it's still even if you kill tyler you're not gonna be satisfied that was kind of what i got from that right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. then him still killing tyler at the end i was like there's no sympathy for this kid he's, it's like he's he didn't controlled. learn the lesson yeah yeah he didn't learn the lesson that's what i'm saying this kid essentially just he sealed his fate by doing like offering his finger to the drug lord he was like committing to it he was which and the I'm drug like, lord this... was like i don't want your finger yeah, yeah which again i'm like this this happens like i was okay with that from a writing perspective because sometimes it's okay for this kid to just be a shit and just be a bad character or a bad See, person because that's what some characters are. They're just bad people. There's a difference between having like a bad character right. properly though. And I'm not disagreeing with you that the kid was meant to be a bad character. I'm just saying the execution was garbage. See, yeah, I, I feel probably, like... yeah, probably. I think it would have I... worked. Okay, Pam, go first, and I'll say my point. Okay, I was gonna say I would have felt like, especially because like there was that scene with the drug lord where he gives them the advice, and like he doesn't want the kid's finger. And she's good. And she's good. Pam is having a struggle. Hopefully she'll be back just oh now. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Uh, you, can, you know what? I'll jump in while she's gone. Oh, wait, can and... I say my piece while she's gone? And then yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go for so it. my thing is that if the kid, all this happened in like 12 hours, right? So like just before this kid watched one of his friends get tossed off the roof, right? So like say mm-hmm. if this was over a span of like a couple of months, like this kid's slowly built his relationship with the drug lord, I wouldn't hate it as much. But like, just t- less than twelve hours earlier, the kid was like, the drug was like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck this kid up, and then yeah. suddenly yeah. the kid's like, I'm super loyal to you. I'm like, how though? Well, that's, okay, so think about it this way. My point is this, this th- part I kind of understood a little bit, slightly. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I understood it as again, this kid was about to get his fingers forcefully cut off because he tried to steal some money or food or whatever. He no, he didn't even steal anything. From the drug lord. No, the drug lord said he, like, because he and that other kid that gets thrown over the No, it was the other kid that stole the shit. That the kid was just like, yeah, he's the one who did it. And like, okay, we need to make a message out of someone. So no, yeah, we're but the, the drug lord, But the drug lord said, you're the one who's going to be punished. And plus, like, he wanted a clever one or something like that. Like, kind of, I, I understood it as the dialogue they had that original kid was the mastermind behind the thievery 
and the first oh, that was he just made the other one do it. Then. That was terribly shown. It was terribly shown, yeah, but I'm guessing he made the other one do the actual thieving, but he was the mastermind behind the thieving, mm-hmm. right? which is why he was like, you're going to be the, the walking example and, you know, whatever. And then he's like, oh, well, saved by the bell. You don't have to cut your fingers. And then he sees the drug, lo- the drug lord off and the drug lord is like, I kind of like you. Like you're because you were smart enough to do whatever. So that's when I was like, oh, so this goes from the drug lawyer trying to punish him to being like, hey, maybe fate is on this kid's side. Like maybe I'm going to I like this kid. Maybe I'm going to groom him. And this kid goes, well, the drug lord was about to cut my fingers. But after he said he liked me because I was clever, maybe working for him isn't such a bad idea. I don't know. It's kind of like that whole Stockholm effect where it goes from being, oh, I'm scared of him to the point where he says he likes me. And I'm like, hmm, maybe. There's something for me if I just stay working for under this drug lord, you know, like and, he like, has nothing else a, to live for. He's a kid, right? That's a cool concept. But like, again, it's just kind of the drug lord would just see him as a liability. And the fact like I feel like he would see him as a you know even bigger liability for the fact that he didn't learn the lesson or take the gift that the drug lord was trying to give him in a yeah. sense. Yeah, everything about this narratively was set up for the kid to be redeemed. And then it just fell flat with having him shoot Tyler right at the end of the movie. Right. And that's where the problem comes in, is the expectations that were established were subverted in an unsatisfying way, right? Because... I felt like, oh, this guy is going to turn... This guy, I thought... I legitimately thought that kid was going to be the one to kill the drug lord at the end, right? I legitimately thought he was going to kill the drug lord. That made sense in my mind. And then having him be the guy that just kind of gets Tyler because the narrative demands that he dies now is just empty. Yeah. Right? If you want to set a character up for failure, you need to show them going down this path and you could argue that him cutting off his fingers for the drug lord might like be the first part of that but to me that felt like he i i read that sequence as he was forced to do that by the goon or whatever and then he was being forced to present them as like a show of false humility or something right i thought this kid was a victim the whole time See, I felt like if they were going to go down, like, if they were going to go down the path that they did with him just being useless, basically, at the end, and being a bad character, I would have just, like, not even bothered continuing with him after that fight scene in the street and just make him dead right then and there. No need to have this extra character hanging around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, and that's, that's the final part about it, is this character wasn't even narratively important enough to yeah. fucking kill our central character. Like, what? what was his problem with Tyler? Exactly. Yeah. Because it was the fact that like he couldn't kill him in the street was the whole big thing that he was trying to be a little He's supposed to be Yeah, the kid he's supposed to be like an ambitious kid, right? He's supposed to be a kid who has these this like vision of one day being, you know, a right hand man to the drug lord or something like that. So he's a kid who just has a lot of drive to, you know, do his best as being part of the gang. I hope um, not. And I would not trust him to be my right-hand man. He is, uh, he is impulsive. He 
his stupid i'm sorry the moment when he said don't go after him the sound more bass and you should have been when the kid chris hemsworth out. said in the movie little shits they're all little shits precisely yeah. Mm-hmm. And we but, bashed on this kid for like twenty minutes. Can, yeah, I talk yeah. about, can I talk about another scene in this movie? I just did not Go like mm-hmm. that scene with uh, Tyler and Ovi in the house when they're supposed to be like, "What happened to your son?" Right? I'm sorry. I know that was so supposed forced. to be like the emotional high point of the movie. I just could not do it. It's like, how did your son hey. die? Where were I... you? I was like, bruv. <laughs> My main gripe with this film, um, also I, I should mention off the bat, good thing or bad thing is up to those listening, but it does follow the white savior format. Oh, it does. But also, uh, in the context of the other um, special ops guy as well from Ovi's family, who was trying to get Ovi back as well. Um, but he his character, I felt they did him dirty because he could have been so much more useful but he just gets killed off by a sniper. That was very expected. I knew that was coming. So like, are we just going to skip the scene I was talking about? Cool, cool, cool. I'm not important. No, 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 no. Oh I guess I'm God. not important. No, no. The scene you're no, no. The scene you're talking about is it's running back to that where Ovi talks about his like family being like his dad, sorry, killing people, and he feels sick to his stomach about it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Ovi having kind of um a sense of disdain i guess or like not trusting his family including that special ops guy right because he's the guy who's supposed to be in charge of bringing him back Mm -hmm. um but that dude like literally he had ovi with him maybe like three times in this entire movie where he had ovi with him for like split seconds in time where he could have easily said something simple to just like let ovi know yo i'm actually legit just taking you back home you know and then have him and like uh, Tyler, Chris Hemsworth's character, worked together like the entire time. Like they could have worked together from the beginning if they just talked to each other, right? So that's something that bugged me a lot because, again, to this kid, you just met Tyler, whereas this uh, other dude, Asif, I think that was his name, has been in your family since you were probably born, but you're trusting Tyler over Asif. You know, that just didn't make sense to me. I think because I'm like, if I was a kid, I'd probably go with the person who's probably raised me. Rather His than the guy was, who just uh, Saju. Saju, right? I'd probably yeah. go with that guy instead of Hemsworth's, you know, the, the random kid, white he, dude he, who just appeared, to he, who just to appeared, me. yeah, to save me. That just did that part didn't make sense to me. I, it yeah, I makes... probably when those two were fighting each other as well, and it's like, well, obviously, I'll be on the side of the person who probably raised me. Then, yeah, I thought the See... Saju guy had betrayed uh, the kid, and yeah. basically told the uh, main drug lord, I can't remember what his name is, that that's where the kid was so he could get abducted yeah. that's that's how i interpreted that's, that's what, what i thought, thought it was yeah and i got no because when he's when he sees saju he's like he's like come into the car i'll take you home and then chris hemsworth just like drives yeah, the, tra- thought, the truck or the trailer into i thought him. he was lying to the kid to get him into the vehicle See, See, oh and that that's makes exactly sense. it like the, the way it was yeah, set up at the that, beginning where um Ovi comes home and his dad gets mad at saju and being like i told you to watch his every move and all that, like I told your dad, like your dad told you to come home right after school. It was like he wasn't really doing the best job looking out for this kid, which was basically probably one of his main jobs. Yeah. And he didn't know where this kid was. And then all of a sudden, this kid's getting abducted right after this yeah. whole conversation happens, where it's like he could have like told the other drug lord where his whereabouts mm-hmm. were, right? 
I didn't. I personally and didn't then, think he was betrayed. He wasn't betrayed. Okay, the problem is that because the well, reason on, why I'll, I'll let you, wait, I'll let I, you go. I just the reason why I just didn't think that was because he seemed to like generally care for his family. Like they made, a, they did a good job of showing him to be like a good person who's just making. Oh. Like tough. Ted tough Bundy decisions. was also a wonderful family man, and he was a serial killer. Uh, I'm just saying. Okay, know. the thing with Saju, reason why Ovi probably didn't go right away is because like this this white dude who saves Ovi, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. saying this for you from Ovi's point of view. This dude comes through, saves Ovi, and it's like, okay, let's go. We're gonna get to the boat, all that shit, right? And then it's like, wait, something's not right. And like you've hit, you've seen like gunfire. The chopper randomly shows up, and he's like, "We have to run." And then I don't know all these random police cars are chasing them, and he's probably like, "What the fuck's going on? Can I trust Saju? Is everything okay right now?" He's yeah. probably just freaking the fuck out, just scared of shit, wondering what's going on. Yeah, so that's true. That's so true. like that's probably always point of view. My thing yeah, with Saju so... is like, why would Tyler want to work with him when this man has just killed most of his squad? And he's like, do I give the kid to this person? Who, he He's never met Saju before. And he, Saju's been there like, hey, I work with the kid's father. He, you can trust me. Give me the kid. I'm like, no, you just killed my squad. Why would I give you the kid? No, yeah, I meant and- after after Tyler found, like after uh, Nix tells him about... Uh, like, what Saju does? Uh, Saju, Saju like being ex-special ops and stuff like that. And even, like, that Saju makes it even actually, worse. Yeah, yeah, that and makes like, it... no, hold, and like when she told him Saju, like was it Saju who fucked them over and like paid them only half the money and no, not didn't even pay them at all. Didn't even pay them. Yeah, didn't pay them so and then killed the kids. Like, yeah, the Saju was using Tyler to get the kid out, then planned to take the kid from Tyler from Tyler and, and leave and Tyler to die. And that's why they were in conflict with each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I so guess that's, that's why I would not. I feel like there was just so much going on in this movie. There's so many different ways you can view it and like take it. Like, you could take it from your perspective where you didn't see it as Saju was betraying them, or you could take it from, like, our perspective as Saju could have betrayed him, right? It's... Okay. I this guess Saju sure. objectively betrayed him by not paying them. Yes, he mm-hmm. did. That's true. He did not mm-hmm. pay like, them. That's so literally him. what happened, according to the synopsis of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. paid them to fuck them over financially. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's it's true. just that the movie did a piss-poor job of actually sort of explaining what was going that's on. True. Can and we talk about... Get- uh, we didn't get a good enough view into the characters' minds of how they perceive things. Right? They, yes, yeah, that's that's, true. that's the so, thing that stops this movie from really being great or really good, in my great. opinion. It has like little things that can make it really good, but just it's lacking. Very messy. The yeah, delivery of information was substandard. Yeah, like the the mm-hmm. the fight scenes, the action scenes are really fun to watch, right? But it's the mm-hmm. moments where the movies at like the low points, where I'm just like, no, it's not working. Like this lack of mm-hmm. information, these ham-fisted emotional scenes these mm-hmm. piss poor character development mm-hmm. Ovi as a character piss poor mm-hmm. can I no. I just have a really quick question for all you guys and it has to relate to the movie how many of us hosts have broken their nose before no nope. no I haven't okay <laughs> there's this the scene in the movie with his nose where he puts his nose back into place I've broken my nose three times. I literally had to look away from the scene when that was co- that was going to happen because oh. it actually oh. made me so uncomfortable because mm. the amount of pain breaking your nose. Like, oh, I mm, 
It was That's so just uncomfortable. How tough this guy is. Like, oh, That's I know how that tough and strong he was, is. But I was looking at it as someone who's like had their nose broken three or four times, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Oh, can't do so it." What you're also, it kind of reminded me. It was extra effective. Yeah. So, yes, well, again, this is where Fair. I say the graphic novel elements of this movie really oh. show. Because I'm again, tired of the graphic novel elements. Pam, are you just no, no, a walking no, I, injury I, I, board? What's that? Are you just a walking injury at this point? Oh God, I've broken so many bones and ribs and toes. I've broken lots of things. You need um, to drink more milk. I drink lots <laughs> she of milk, needs but it's some just milk. I do a lot of stupid stuff and do extreme sports. But um, also that scene where he like resets his nose, it made me think of the original Terminator. Where he like takes that piece of his face off into the sink and then oh. puts his sunglasses on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a grim scene. Fucking Saju was basically the Terminator for the first half of this movie. He was. That dude was relentless in the way he came after the Tyler and Obi. I'm surprised Saju was not the one who went after the kid himself. Like, he was his one man army. <laughs> When he got hit with the truck, I was just like, he's not getting up. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead. And then he just starts limping. I'm like, oh, the f- okay. These characters were a little too tough uh, for believability in this movie. But that's say- all action movies. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, the whole like emotional point in at the mid of the movie, midpoint of the movie was, yeah, you can tell this movie was written by or directed by a stuntman, right? Yeah. I mean... I, I feel like that's the part of the movie that should have been cut because this movie was like what an hour and forty five minutes or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, an hour and fifty seven. Yeah, it was two minutes or two hours, two, two hours including the credits. Um, but it got a little bit long. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I think they really should have tightened up the ending in terms of. It was getting Making, a little too Michael yeah. Bay in some yeah. points. Like, they had to get across that Michael bridge Bay. sooner. They had to, if they wanted to kill Tyler, they needed to have that happen sooner. They needed to fix that fucking side character kid that flopped. And they needed to sever that or neglect that sort of emotional point in the movie. Like, I feel like there was something they could have done with, uh, what is that other white dude's name? Um, they could have used oh. him as sort of like the emotional gut punch where from uh, Stranger Things yeah is that I, what he's from he is from Stranger Things yeah. I remember the that's actor. where really... he's from I was trying to place him the whole mm. time they Papa. really should have dialed him up I think as like sort of the emotional point where it's like Tyler is betraying his friend and his lifestyle for this kid that See, would have I been far like... more impactful they could have had a scene where like we got the backstory maybe not a backstory but like maybe that guy was in kandahar with kyle i almost said kyle tyler mm-hmm. uh when his kid died and like maybe kind of have like a not a full-blown conversation but like a little snippet of like oh like so your have you like spoken to your wife since your son died of lymphoma yeah, Boom, so, done. something Problem like that. Solved. That guy was there while Tyler's kid dies, so he yeah. understands that he's probably trying to save this kid out of some sort of guilt that he wasn't there for his child, right? And yeah. that would have been far more... Like, there would have been actual chemistry there because these guys have been through battle together, right? They, they, they have a connection that 
Tyler doesn't have with this random East Indian kid who happens to be the son of a drug dealer. Like there's there's zero connection there. But these I, guys have been through hell together, so they would be having that conversation. Ugh. I feel like the only way there could have been that chemistry between Tyler and Ovi would be if Ovi was six years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have worked. As a little kid, there's like an innocence that they would have that a 15-year-old just doesn't anymore, right? Yeah. I think it also would have worked like if, say, Tyler's kid was older. Samuel said, yeah. He called this film a white savior version of Man on Fire. Yes. That's what, yeah. That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> if Chris Hemsworth was American, I would have made a joke about how this is completely realistic because of how America's up in everybody's business. But... Maybe the kid knows oh. where the oil is. Yeah. yeah, and then um, Forbes actually says, like, to get it out the way, yes, director Sam Hargraves and writer Joe Russo's extraction is an arguably problematic white savior flick. So, like, again, I, I, I saw it too, and that's in, that's initially what I thought when I saw it, and then, like, it's just amazing to actually see all the reports, like, supporting what I expected it to be. <laughs> it's, actually, um, it's, not... it's pretty transparent, right? Oh, yeah. no, this brown kid got abducted. Let's call on the white man to save <laughs> it, it was It was so obviously aimed at American yeah. audiences that, like, um, it, it kind of makes you want to... Yeah. It, right? But it's also well, undeniably effective because that movie yeah. never would have... Like, imagine if Saju was the main character or the actor of Saju was... Thailand, yeah, and then, like, almost right? no one would watch it. Nobody well, would have no watched it. No one in North America, America anyways. Yeah, not one would this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course it would have a big market, but Netflix is aiming at American audiences. Let's be yeah. real. So mm-hmm. if you want to talk about the problematic elements here, you also have to look at it from a business perspective right like they made this decision knowing fully well what it would look like but they Mm -hmm. did it anyways because there needs to be a certain level of uh i I don't want to say empathy but you have to be able to grab the audience to begin with you need to have a good cover of your book so you need to if you show fucking crims hemworth on the poster for the movie people are going to watch it it's just that simple yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. so i was just trying to think of like do are there any like any like Indian actors in Hollywood that we know of who would have played, who would have been good for that role? I don't um, know if there's anyone. The dude who's going to be in the MCU so. soon. What's his name? Give me a second to find out his name. But there are not that many. Which you can mm-hmm. say is the lack of diversity in Hollywood's problem, right? In Hollywood. Well, yeah, because I'm pretty sure there's someone who definitely can do it. They just didn't want to find that person. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, they wanted Chris Hemsworth. They wanted Chris Hemsworth, yeah. You know, they ultimately so... wanted to release the perfect Netflix and chill movie by having the action for the guys and Chris Hemsworth for the girls. Yep. <laughs> there. Case you... and point lawyered. Well, you can have, like, okay, look at someone like Michael B. Jordan, for instance. Up until he took his shirt off in Black Panther, no one thought of him as, like, a sex symbol for women once upon a time, right? As soon as that scene happened, everyone was like, oh, my God, now everyone's all over him. So I'm like, you but, could find someone who is Indian who can serve both those purposes. No, and I'm, I'm, that's, that's – but, you like, I, that's not the, like, point. Is I'm not saying uh, it's because it's just because it's Chris Hensworth. It's the same fact that I'm saying if you put a hot guy – in an action movie you get the girls watching it plus you get the guy watching it because it's an action movie perfect netflix and chill movie yeah. done oh, right? yeah yeah also no, yeah. from the other perspective 
in the Michael B. Jordan case is they were working with Black Panther. They had the ability to create something. Like they could take him, like if he was a nobody actor, they could have made him a superstar right there. Yeah, that's true. Because that's true. the position that Marvel is in is you're going to be watching this movie. Ninety percent honest... of the people are going to see this movie, though you have some liberties with extraction. Mm -hmm. Well, how are we going to get this people to watch this movie? It's a fucking grade B action flick that takes place in in India and it's Pakistan. Yeah, arguably yeah, like the writing apartment. I don't know. Let's get Thor. Yeah, that'll work. Watch this movie if it wasn't for Chris Hemsworth. I'm being completely transparent. I would not have given a shit. Loki, that's the only reason I can't. But here's the thing, though. Think about, think about, because I, I, when, when you, this is, you're making a valid argument. But then I think back to something like, say, Parasite, for instance. When Parasite first came out, and me and my cousin saw it earlier in the year. No one else even knew Parasite was a thing because, again, it wasn't Hollywood, right? No yes. one really no, gave a crap about exactly. it. Exactly. No until, one gave a crap about Parasite until, until a lot of social this. media was like, no, until like even because leading up until the Oscars, social media was like, oh my God, Parasite got nominated for the Oscars. Then everyone was like, oh, hmm, okay, let's watch it. And then they all started watching it, right? But the difference here so, is Parasite is a phenomenally crafted movie where this is a grade B action flick. And well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. I say your argument is valid, uh, um, which I say your argument is valid. Sorry, and then it just it it's yeah. kind of two ways. So if way. this movie yeah. was a masterpiece and they knew that they, it could stand on virtue of plot alone, you could totally mm -hmm. cast some East Indian dude that happens to be like fucking shredded and. I don't know, has wavy long hair or something. Um, but Fabio. <laughs> I mean, but you can't do that with a movie like Extraction. Yeah. Already See, established okay. star. I'm it's gonna, like yeah. wait, the I'm Lord gonna, of the Rings. Okay, Pam, say Lord, Lord of the Rings. Sorry, it's like with the Lord of the Rings. Did we know who the fuck Elijah Wood was, Orlando Bloom was, um, Vigo Morrison? We knew who Liv Taylor was. Yeah. But was there really that many big name actors in Lord of the Rings? There was maybe three. The rest were all basically nobodies, and now they're stars or were stars through the early two thousands right, because right. of that movie, right? Like because they mm -hmm. knew people were gonna watch it. So okay, yeah. But then here's the wait, thing too, wait. where I say it's Sam. kind of a double edged sword Sam. because I can win this argument in one simple way. Wait, okay. Let me win this argument in one simple way, right? We praise Parasite, right? We mm -hmm. love that movie. Right, mm -hmm. another phenomenal sure. great movie is Train to Busan. Who else here has mm -hmm. seen Train to Busan? Nope. I've seen part of it. You I haven't seen the whole movie. I haven't even heard of it. But it's a phenomenal movie, right? Let's say if we mm -hmm. change the main character in Train to Busan and said, um, it's let me think of something. Robert Downey Jr. Would you be interested in watching it? People that people would watch it. That's true. I would have heard of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Trade Busan has been on Netflix for four years. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Okja. I exactly. keep telling people to watch Okja because it's such a good <laughs> movie, but because it's Korea, no one wants to watch it. And like but that's the problem. Won this so many awards. <laughs> I mean, you have a hard time getting me to watch movies that aren't like super digestible. I, <laughs> this podcast is the only reason I watch the media at all, if I'm being frank, right? So. <laughs> Oh my goodness! No, I, mean, I get like, I get what Uchi means. I get what he means, but then this is where like I have a problem with like you know the Hollywood in general because the stuff that actually like a movie like Extraction like this movie 
that has Chris Hemsworth ha- definitely has some star power, power which is why marketing-wise, it's actually doing pretty well right now. Like 89% audience score. It's pretty good. Um, however, when it comes to more, you know, uh, elegant, critically acclaimed Oscars movies, it's like no one sees those movies until like the January of the like of the year of the Oscars yeah. because those come out so late in the year see, and maybe only critics get to see it. Here's so now it's thing. like my thing is that yeah. everyone argues like we don't big blush big blockbuster horror movies we don't like that we don't like want something original and different right but no one goes to see something original different and different yeah exactly see, that's what she's summarizing what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. yeah. i just want to say something i feel like this could have star power and could have made a no-name actor into someone into something if they had a but i'd say another 60 million dollars added to that budget yeah, yeah. i'd say it might have arguably made the kid who played Ovi's character a, a decent career. Like, it's a good first film for him. Hmm. And for that kid. Yeah. Because of the thing is, like, the kid barely acted in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. that emotional scene was so flat. And, it was, uh, yeah. And, like, I know Chris Hemsworth okay, was, like, so. supposed know. to be drunk yeah, and, like, so. out of in that movie. But Ovi, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, how is he, like, yeah. how did he no. die? I felt worse when he and his former war buddy were about to fucking go at it, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that was far more real and impactful to me than that flat-ass conversation they had in the dark bedroom. It was just... Okay, but that's not really that's not really the kid actor's fault, though. That's more the No, script. no, no. It's not it's, it's it's a script yeah. fault. It's, it's, it's a script yeah, fault. It's, it's, it's not like fault. his fault. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, that's 60 like million fault. dollars comes in. Yeah. <laughs> See, and another part I just want to say, we're acting, the, the kid actor, I found a little flat was after he shot that guy yes he's supposed to be in shock honestly the way he it, cried was so believable that was such a I'm good not cry. Talking about, i'm not I'm talking, talking about, about the cry oh, okay i'm okay. talking about the part right after where he's literally standing there in this look of shock honestly to me remember how you sent in the group chat how it's like between uthrid's accent and his facial expressions it looks like he's holding in a shit <laughs> The difference between Uhtred and this kid is that Uhtred is a middle-aged man who has killed many men in his lifetime. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like there could, like, literally to me, this kid just had this, like, blank, like, I just walked in and saw my parents having sex look. Yeah. It wasn't just, even like a, a shock little look. kid who just killed someone. Uh, okay, you know him. what? I'm gonna say this. I think the problem is I've been ruined by the kids from Stranger Things. I've seen phenomenal acting in Stranger Things. So yes, any exactly shit it. kid actor now is extra shit. Like you can be average kid actor, but you're shit compared to Stranger so, Things. And that's exactly. I feel oh like there could have been more facial expression. More Actually, like no, Stranger Kids and It. The first It movie kids were pretty good too. They were really. See, good and that's well. exactly yeah, it. like yeah. I feel like there could have been more. He could have acted more in that scene. Like the crying mm-hmm. was great. That I will give him props for. But the rest of it was like a little eh. And like we can also blame I don't have script. strong opinions on it one way or another, if I'm being honest. I thought that's Yeah, like I think he'll fine. I think he still has a job. Like someone's still oh, gonna yeah. hire him again. Uh, yeah, that's, he's still gonna get another job. Cause like he gets the benefit yeah. of the doubt of the scripts, right? Because mm-hmm. how in the script do you have him being like what like Tyler being like, what are you doing? Oh, I play the imaginary piano when I'm nervous. <sighs> what? Gag. That might have been taken from the, taken from that anime again, by the way. I think I believe it was, which is actually hilarious. Some shit they should have cut. <laughs> oh, should have. See, I'm like, see, something's that's exactly working. Like when you're nervous, when, when you're something... nervous, oh... 
That's actually pretty funny that you mentioned that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Stop. We're talking over each other. We're talking over each other. Yeah, sorry. Right, cool. sorry. <laughs> I mean, psychologically, when you're nervous or anxious or something like that, you don't play piano <laughs> gently. You have a le- you have, you bounce your leg. Oh you God. skin pick. You chew on your lips. You chew on your nails. You twist your hair. Like you you. It's why we have fidget cubes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nervous like you don't play and- piano. <laughs> Nervous tics and highly choreographed and practiced skills are not the same thing, people. See, if they if they made if they made any effort to be like, oh, maybe he's so nervous to talk to this girl, he starts playing piano. <laughs> then maybe I'm like, oh. Maybe they've set the they've set the stage for the nervousness with the piano, but there was just not that was just yeah, well, then stage. this kid is a fucking nerd and yeah. <laughs> was like, this kid was I, I don't understand really his acting, it's just the script let him down and his acting didn't yeah. help. Yeah. Yeah. I it just it might have just I mean it is the first time he's probably acting too. I don't know. It, there's so many variables yeah. that would have played a factor. It's, That's just it's a problem with this movie, the kids. We spent like the first twenty minutes shitting on one kid. Now we're spending the last ten minutes shitting on another kid. Right. No, the problem is the script. It's a hundred percent the script. The script. <laughs> the script you know, was thing? decent. It was so decent. It could have been something good, but it just got. But the down. bad part. The, also, no, no, there no. there is the an elephant in the room. There is an elephant in the room. Yes. Which is uh, Chris Hemsworth's um, very very accurate dialect of hindi when he was speaking it and i'm like shouldn't like why 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 is it so perfect when did you learn this i don't know maybe it's just okay. me I feel, but, but then wasn't his like handle like, services yeah. no Special but services. yeah like but yeah but isn't his handle like, also indian yeah the, well yeah she is but then so. like the like the the drug dealer again like in the beginning right when he did speak hindi they like it just they just brush like okay when you think of something like oh, um, I don't know it. when we Uchi when you and I saw Bad Boys too and Will Smith tried to speak Spanish in Mexico or whatever yeah like the first reaction from the people there was like oh, is this guy trying to, like is this guy who isn't Mexican trying to speak Mexican you know like there wasn't it was wait, just kind of like wait the, I'm sorry, wait hold up hold up hold up hold up yeah the USA mm-hmm. is this guy who is a Mexican trying to speak Mexican. Trying to speak Spanish. Sorry, my bad. Um, but but you, you know what I mean, right? So, like, in I this case, I kind of expected some like a reaction, reaction from the drug dealers to be like, you know, oh, you know, the white man speaks Hindi or something. Like, they, they just, it was just normal to them. And I'm like, is yeah, no one going to address this? That's not realistic to me. I don't know. Because if, if this okay, was somewhere the, realistic, it would be addressed for sure. The thing is, is uh, India and other places in that area a lot of like there's a lot of other business people who go into that and learn those second languages so i mean and plus he's special ops essentially he's a mercenary so these are a special set of skills he would have right that it just wouldn't sometimes it wouldn't oh no but i mean out of place the the actual drug dealers didn't know he was special ops they just thought he was just a regular guy who was sent by yeah Ovi's dad or whatever, right? Yeah, you never, you so never know like, though. It could have just he could be a business, like a business partner that works Ovi. And he does I, a lot of business like, in I, India, okay, right? But drug dealers are supposed to be smart. Like you're supposed. Well, first no, of all, why did this one no, Indian guy not, send this white wait, wait. man? <laughs> the problem was those weren't even drug dealers. Those were just the henchmen. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but okay, like but I, I, I get no, I get what you mean, right? Because yeah, like, I would, I would have questions if I was the drug dealer. You know, I'd be like, first of all, why is this? 
other but, like, dude in Bangladesh sending a white person to come take his son Bang- when this is between India. Bangladesh and I would have questions, you know? I think I don't know. Okay, here's my thing, right? I get what you mean. Like it should be like something that's commented on, right? Again, but white like, people are not very common in the slums of India. It's not very common at all. But like, so even works, him just wait. being there is supposed he's supposed to stand out already. I, anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, it works if it's like a comedy, right? Because mm-hmm. then you can make it like a laughing moment from that. Mm-hmm. But like in a serious movie, I don't want like a mirror two of them being like, "Oh, white man, when did you learn Indian?" And then he'd be no, like, "No, not ah, that." But, but like, like them I, just. Like, you know, if, if one of them maybe called the other drug dealer boss or whatever, like, oh, he sent like a, he sent a white person to come pick up his son. That would have been valuable information to the overall like boss, dude, the the main drug dealer guy. Right. And he would have been like, why would they? Like, I don't know. I felt like it could have they. I, I get what you mean, but the, it feels this like this guy runs the whole of the whole of Mumbai. Like I feel like okay, he well, should have his ears. Uh, to yet again, they're not in. Like they're not in Mumbai. You said that. I don't know how many times. They're not in Mumbai. They're oh, in, they're not in. Okay, wherever they are. They're in Dhaka. Dhaka. They're in Pakistan. Yeah, Dhaka. Yeah. yeah. They're in Pakistan. Yeah. So like he he has Dhaka. He owns Dhaka basically. If his drug dealer friends who have Ovi call him and they're like, yeah, like this, the other dude sent this, you know, white guy who like looks like he's Australian or whatever. I don't know if they notice an accent with him or whatever. And like, you know, should we give the son to him? Like, I don't know. I feel like you because they have Ovi. He's valuable. He's a valuable asset. Right. <laughs> there should be some communication about that. But like there was just absolutely nothing. I feel like you know, th- there's a cause... reason why, but then it's going to be hard to explain in this story why it'd be a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're with, at that point, you're just wasting valuable like screen time. Right? You're wasting valuable screen I, like, time because you can't explain be why it's a Sam, big deal. If this movie stopped like at that point in time for them to have a conversation of why the hell some Australian had shown up, that would have just been fucking boring. Yeah. But we're here to see Chris Hemsworth kick the shit out of people. We're not here for the social commentary of a white guy in India sh- like shooting his way out of an East Indian building, right? It's it's it you gotta prioritize these things. So yeah. at some like, point it's better just to hang a lamp on it or hang a, hang a lampshade on it, whatever the expression is, and be like, Yeah, we know this dude's like just don't think about it. Don't yeah, think don't about think, it. Because the yeah. problem is how do you explain why he's he's Indian without going to some long tangents? Mm-hmm. That's like, that's I, the kind I'm of thing that you would justify in a novel, but you do not comment on in the screenplay unless it's relevant to the it plot. Didn't feel, yeah. It just didn't feel like it didn't. No, I get why you mean. Or, it like, didn't feel realistic, you know. But then like, the point I, I would have questions. Also, you have it's questions. a movie. It's not supposed to be this, realistic. Yeah. Okay, Sam. Here's what I'm trying to point out. The fucking throat. Sam. Here's what I'm trying to point out. The problem is then you have to explain why. And right. you have to make that explanation satisfying. Otherwise, it's just yeah. wasted. Otherwise, you're just fucking pandering to so. the woke bros, right? Which yeah. is honestly irritating. This isn't even about woke. Like, I'm, I'm, this is just let, more technicality. Let, Sam, I'm not even Sam. talking about wokeness at this point. Okay, right? Sam. You're not fucking... Like, me, if Sam. Uchi and I are drug lords, and I have a problem with Uchi, and then Uchi sends Michael from Canada to come talk to me, I would be like, why, why, why did you send the dude from Canada? Like, you're right here you know i don't know that's just <laughs> i don't know that's just just the technicality i would be like why but anyways but, uchi sorry my thing yeah. is that I, I can explain it like right here now right you could be like oh how do you how do this it's like let's let's imagine this happens right like the the drug dealers or the henchmen are like oh 
why do you speak such perfect Hindi, right? And he'd be like, oh, when I was a child, my dad was stationed out in India, so I went to okay, India. I, I, get, I, I get what Indian. you mean. I get what you mean. And, like, this my best friend. This is my dad's backstory. And then my I dad went, was shot when I was and, like, three. I went back to Australia. <laughs> You see what like, it kind of gets bogged yeah. down because then you have to explain yeah. it all and you gotta, justify you gotta, it all. Yeah, you gotta keep strips lean. It's just that simple. Okay. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, guess, I, I get what you mean. I, I have mean. a question for everyone. Was it like maybe I'm just going deaf in my old age here? But did anyone else find sometimes the lines were very hard to hear? Like I had to crank my volume up on my tv and i have a good tv up to like i want to say 50 to hear and even then i had to put subtitles on it this movie Mm -hmm. had audio problems i was wearing sennheiser headphones while i watched it and i couldn't understand a fucking thing because i had to watch it with subtitles on to be able to understand this movie was horrifyingly bad that's not where the score was louder than the dialogue and you just couldn't they were saying okay, wait. Yeah. another thing so it, wasn't anyone, me. it wasn't just you did anyone else get the problem where sometimes they switch languages and they have no subtitles and just be like yeah fuck me i guess when the whole yep. the kids were just talking oh, I fucking hate at the beginning yeah why why do you do that why do you not put subtitles it's almost as bad as this one time i was watching some sh- movie right it was an english the whole movie and then it switched to, i think like french i was like oh i guess i have to turn on subtitles right turn on subtitles in parentheses speaking french i was like wow no shit that, you know that is one thing i have noticed with crave and amazon prime video is that when they speak other languages they don't have the subtitle even if the original movie had subtitles in it they don't have it on there and then it just says in parentheses whatever yeah at that point whatever streaming service you're using is just like well fuck you go figure it out yourself (laughs) we're not gonna bother (laughs) maybe you should learn this language you fucking dummy (laughs) yes i'm gonna learn like greek to be able to understand two lines in some movie oh my goodness that's actually pretty funny i love it <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, for sake. I'm sorry, my dumb square brain can't know like eight different languages to watch fucking extraction. Oh, I know what it was that it was bothering me. I watched Legends of the Fall on something, and I believe I can't think of which um, First Nations language it is that they speak. But there's a couple scenes where they don't speak English, and there was no subtitles. And I was like, this is integral to the story that I know what one stab is saying. And I don't cannot remember what he is saying, even though I've seen this movie fifty times. Oh, I hate <laughs> because him. there was we, no subtitles. Can we yeah. talk about um, Nick as like a character? I felt like she could have been much more badass than they made her, because she yeah. only killed like one yeah. person the entire film. I feel like she could have been a character. Oh, she did. Yeah, like she could have yeah. done something. Do you know, I, I, she, she had the training as well. And here, clearly, we go back to my point about how she just randomly kills the drug dealer at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? I'm like, like, where was she the entire time? Why is she useful now? Like, she, no, she, she's a useless character by definition. Oh. She should have been cut from the script and consolidated with someone else. I feel like if they could have, if they would have done, if they would have done her character right, they would have done her like M. For, is it for M's from the James Bond movies, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they should have done it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not going onto the field shooting at people. She is the voice in his ear and only the voice in his only ear. Only the voice right? in the ear, full stop, yeah. yeah. I think the poem is, yet again, this movie kind of did some of, it did a lot of its side characters dirty. They had no, yeah. 
definitely he's, did. Like definitely the colonel did. in this movie, I don't know why he was there unless just to be like this guy. Oh yeah, the colonel, military well. colonel, yeah. was like just the subservient bitch to this drug lord. Like <laughs> that's not how this works. Like even if you own the whole country. Yeah, no, the colonel's controlling you. Dictatorships are the single thing that trumps everything else, right? It's because you, by definition, have the fucking army on your side. The This drug lord, if, if the colonel wanted, he could have had that drug lord quietly shot in the back lane, right? Oh, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. like, that, like that's not how I power structures work, guys. I honestly Definitely. thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah. 100%. I thought the colonel was going to turn around and be like, no, this is ending. Boom, done. Mm-hmm. But nope, he's just like. But then that would have made the story so much easier if they Literally, did that. You know? I well, I know that's why. That's why. <laughs> the, that's the thing that actually bothered me the most about this movie is because that's what struck me as the most unrealistic. Yeah. Because they didn't establish that why? the they never really showed us how the drug lord could be so powerful in the first the, place. Because right? the colonel did give him like glances, like especially when he was about to cut the kid's hand uh, fingers. Yeah. And then the colonel gives him this look as, oh, dude, were you seriously about to cut, like, the fingers off a child? Or, like, yeah. so I was and expecting the colonel to also, you know, lead an uprising at some point, but he didn't do anything. So I was like, okay, yeah. well, See, whatever. and that's exactly it. Like, in those situations, like, yes, I know money and bribery and all that. But in, like, in, those, like, in those, some of those countries, yes, you can buy off the police force. There ain't they have no limits. fucking way you can afford to buy off the whole military in a military-run country. Yeah. yeah. It does not work that way. And it's no. that was single-handedly the most jarring aspect of the movie, in my opinion. I'm sorry. How is this guy and being like, oh, what should we do? It, on, send yeah, two more squads. And like, the coins like, send two more squads. I'm like, you're the one in charge. You know military tactics. Why are you listening the to a one drug thing- that did bother me a little bit, and I know everyone has specializations in the military, is the fact that he was a master, the colonel was a master sniper. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a little bit me to me, something about so, that just didn't seem right, because usually think, if you're a master sniper, you don't I always become one a thing, colonel. One usually colonels are strategy. Yeah. One thing that made me laugh so hard was where he was getting ready to, like, go join the fight. And he was like, someone fetch me my rifle. And I was like, what is this, the 1970s? Go get was, your rifle yourself. That's, no, the military would literally have him getting the rifle from one of his subordinates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, like, he just, the way he, he the it way looks he like he just it. sent someone to go get, yeah, like, like oh, it's over in my bedroom. Go get my rifle. You know? It kind of sounds like, someone fetch me my steed. Yeah. You know what that made <laughs> me think yeah. of, okay, that fair. scene? There's a like, scene what? There's a scene from Friends. I can't. It's the season when Chandler and Monica get engaged, where Phoebe is supposed to be watching out the engagement ring that Chandler's gonna buy. She's putting on all the jewelry, and she's like, "Pass me the 17th century musket again." It's like, "Bring me my musket." Yeah, (laughs) that's what it made me think of. That's what I because when he was like, "Fetch me my rifle," I was like, "Wait a second, fetch me my musket." So this one guy is gonna run somewhere relatively far off. To go fetch you your rifle that you apparently didn't have on you, even though there's a lot of shooting going on right now. I mean, it's a sniper rifle. I I, I guess so. I don't know. It it was just funny. They're not exactly small weapons. (laughs) Um, Okay, my other thing... Can I just circle back quickly, though? I wanted to say how it felt like the colonel was... Colonel, I don't. How do you say that word? Colonel. It seems, it's, okay. depends on locality. It's I think. spelled really yeah. weird, but it's in um, North America. It's spelled Colonel. Okay, the Colonel, Colonel 
The Colonel felt like he was a character in the movie seeming simply because Chris Hemsworth needed a bunch of baddies that were wearing masks to go through. Yes. Like that, that, that's why he existed. My Mm -hmm. one little problem with that whole sniper scene is a lot of snipers have spotters. There was no spotter. Mm. And yeah, but having spotting, a spotter wasn't bad, though. It yeah. wasn't. And that, that, see, that that was the only thing that my little like brain went and like it wasn't. He wasn't shooting from that far away. It wasn't like a mile and a half shot. Yeah. Right. Mm. You know. I'd... Yeah, I, I feel like that kind of borders on pedantry, <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, Honestly. When the colonel was like using the sniper rifle, I was just like, "Man, you're about to send some motherfucker to the gulag." That's what I felt too. Yeah, but I also <laughs> thought right. it was pretty like this was where Nix was also a pretty cool character because she is underneath the car and like lines him up and snipes. And I was like, "Oh, like I, that was a sweet shot. That was a good shot, um, camera wise." And that's when I was like, "Oh, so she can do that. So she can be useful. Hmm. Why is she useful now?" You know, that was my question. Yeah. I was like. She could have done something, like, a long time ago. (laughs) I would have almost liked to have, like, you know how his whole team was killed? Mm -hmm. I would have almost liked to have one member, other member of his team, kind of like they think is killed because he goes offline or whatever, but then re-shows up and, yeah. I mean, that's dangerously tropey, if we're being honest. Yeah. It is very tropey. Because, like, True. I feel like a better way to work it is, like, instead of, like, his whole squad gets killed, and they're like, okay, he needs backup, send someone in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, like, she just came in herself and was like, fine, I'll do it. Because nah. she did give him the order to drop the kid, but he I, didn't I, I have a big problem See, with, like, leaders going into battle. I have a big problem with leaders going into battle. No, no, but at this point, the entire team's been wiped out, right? So yeah. if she gave him an order to leave the kid, and he's not, he's saying he's not going to leave the kid, and she takes it upon herself to be like, ugh, I'll go talk to him myself, then I'd be like, okay, that this kind of makes sense, because she's kind of wondering what the, what's going on with them. And she did, like, you saw there was a little bit of conflict between them, with him, like, drinking a lot, and, like, you know, just, like, not taking the job seriously. Or, you know, the like opioids. Was... Yeah, exactly. So I felt like that was already open ground for her to you know kind of like show that she is in fact in authority and come down be like hey fucker like don't disobey me i said leave the kid and we can have a little bit of conflict in of that and she can be more useful as well as the story progresses right again i would have preferred to have her be like m and had someone else why why i don't want her to be like m is because me personally uh, i'm tired of the trope that women are just supposed to be helpers to the main character no, I would I'm appreciate. I would appreciate it if she was. I, that's just my preference. I think, I'm yeah. not saying it's because she's a woman. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, I know. I know that. I, I just mean for more this... representation. I would have preferred yeah. it if she was. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Nah, I'm not even going. I into think that. the biggest but, problem um... is that she's in a position of power and leadership. So yeah. Normally, you don't. M, M was an assistant, battle. but she is leader. She's the leader, so M never went to the yeah. battle. That's kind of the same thing with her nikki or whatever yeah. her name was yeah she and is the leader of this group right so sending her in is risky and mm-hmm. the problem now wasn't because she's a woman then it's like oh she's just the helper it, so you see that double-edged that, sword right yeah it's the same reason that fucking colonel shouldn't have been involved in this yeah, the but then, but yeah. The, that's why i don't want the corner to be the sniper he shouldn't have been 
the one right. doing it himself. But the, the that's, difference that's between the, the military and them is that they're mercenaries. Like, they're she's mercen- the leader, yeah. Yes, she's the leader. But as, but she, then as you saw, wait, as you saw, there were a lot of other people with her when they went to get them. Yeah. So the why couldn't you send someone else? Yeah. The that's leader the of Blackwater doesn't go into battle himself, right? Like, it's... Yes, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. So that's why it's a double-edged sword. You have a woman in power, so she's she shouldn't go into battle, but then now you've relegated her to just being a helper. I had I'm as like, usual. The, the solution is to make the leader a white dude. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! god. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know because in my you head I'm kind of like problem. Because <laughs> in my head I'm like, if you're the leader of a mercenary group, then obviously you should have some um, superior tactical ability. That's you what do. makes you leader in the first place. But right? as we keep pointing out, you don't want your leader killed. Okay, okay. Even if she's not, even if she's not going into battle, I at least expected some more tactical moves from her. Like I just expected her to be more involved, if that makes sense. Because she goes she... dark for like the next like good chunk of the movie, like the next half of the movie. She's just she just goes dark, and that's right? the and then she shows the up. Yeah, and then she shows up again at the end at the bridge, and she has a sniper rifle with her all of a sudden. And, an RPG. and I'm like, Don't uh, no, RPG. she had an RPG first. Yeah, she had an RPG first, and it was just me being like when was this decided like what is going on so it was just maybe like when this third act was very rushed into because mm-hmm. all that happens is chris hemsworth goes i have a plan and then it just fast forwards to like them like him like starting the plan with causing a lot of trouble and then uh saju and ovi sneaking out onto the bridge she doesn't even know saju and ovi are like a thing because he go he goes dark as well for a while so I, all of that was just technically just didn't make sense. It's me, missing but, ten yeah. minutes of the movie. Okay, yeah. The problem is you can't explain the plan because then you fall into that trope where if you explain the plan, the plan goes wrong. So like, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the thing. It's missing that ten minutes to iron out why all these people are there on the bridge at the same time. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was narrative convenience, everybody. That's the ultimate bane, and I don't know. The thing is, like, I mean, at this point, it's also their greatest tool. Yeah, yeah, clearly, it wasn't. It wasn't written at its best. Definitely, no, no. Th- this movie was very clearly made by a former stuntman. Yeah, and the strengths yeah. and weaknesses of that are very apparent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to comment from a girl's perspective. That outfit she was wearing at the end of the scene where she shoots the drug lord. Yeah. Fabulous. Absolutely. Wait, I don't even remember what she was wearing. I remember her getting blood on the dress. I remember the blood on the dress and I was like, you've ruined the dress now. Oh, the that dress sucks. where she shoots him in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. that that yeah. gorgeous. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't want to say, I don't want to call it a sorry because I don't know if that's the right term for it but just the way oh it was something about it was just absolutely gorgeous i loved it yeah <laughs> i yeah, that was pretty cool Honestly, it was pretty, for it was pretty fucking funny the way she walks up to him by the urinal <laughs> yeah i oh, saw yeah, that i was, I was like, like yeah okay <laughs> oh boy you're dead son <laughs> yeah Okay. But then also, okay. Okay, I'm Wait. not even gonna get technical with it again. But I'm like, yeah, he, he had s- guards with him when he went to the bathroom. They the got to the window. They got stopped before reaching the bathrooms. <laughs> but before we she get, was waiting in the bathroom for him. She was just in the toilet the whole time. Because <laughs> she's in a very elegant dress, so I feel like people should notice a woman dressed like that going into the men's bathroom. I don't know. That maybe it's just me. Unless it's but, like, ah, <laughs> uh, you know, Stella's on permanent, right? Yeah. Sure. You know how the bathrooms are set up. 
Mm, I don't remember. So like they're set up like across from each other, aren't they? Not even like across from each other. Like it's just like a wall of like individual stores, right? But you have to like go around the corner before going there, right? So the wife, the person, like the drug lord, has to go around the corner and then splits off into like the men's room, the women's room. And that's I like a, how we're getting this deep. Into we're getting way too technical. <laughs> At we're this st- point, we should really do final thoughts. We should. Yeah, we sat on this movie for way too long. <laughs> okay. Um, over here at Northern Critic, we rate and review our films um, using a coordinate system. Uh, we use North for good writing and South for bad writing. In a similar fashion, we use um, East for uh, good cinematography or style or whatnot, everything else that's not part of the writing. And we use West if all of that is bad. So a really good movie with good writing and good cinematography would be a Northeast. And a bad movie that has bad writing and bad cinematography and all of that would be Southwest. Um, I guess, uh, who wants to go first? I don't know. All right, I guess I'm going first. You're going first. (laughs) I will give this movie... Fuck, it's weird because I did enjoy watching it. But then this mm-hmm, comes out right. really bad. South, a little south, a little east. Okay. Yeah. A little south, a little east. Okay. Like the action scenes. No, it's not. I'm gonna give it a bit more for east because right? the action scenes were actually really entertaining to watch, right? Except for that Michael yeah, Bay explosion. Not a big <laughs> fan of the orange tint in India and Pakistan, but. Yeah. Well, orange is used for everywhere that's not America. Now that I've noticed that orange is used for all those dirty, don't dirty forget countries. Canada's blue. All the dirty countries. I was gonna Canada's say Europe blue. is blue. Everywhere that has white people is blue. Yeah, and then other oh, places. I was more thinking used. snow. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So there's that, and but then like the script was not that good. The characters, some of the characters were really poor. That emotional high point was atrociously done. Yeah, a little south, a little east. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, for me, I would go a south and in the middle. I guess just because, just like straight south, I guess. Um, just because cinematography, obviously the writing, I'm not a fan of. Um. <laughs> But the right, the cinematography of it all, like the, I like the action scenes and all of that, but there wasn't, there weren't really any memorable scenes for me. Um, and I'm doing this, for, uh, judging the movie based on the fact that the director is a stunt person, right? So it's like, I would expect from you a scene that, you know, whenever someone says, oh, have you seen Extraction? There's like a scene I should remember that was like this really badass stunt scene. But even now that we're talking about it, I just saw this movie like maybe four hours ago. I don't remember any stunt scenes that really, except maybe the slap, but like slaps stand out in almost every movie. So, but like, I don't remember any action sequences that really got me going, huh, that's iconic, you know? Um, so yeah, I think I just go straight south for me, but yeah. And Chris Hemsworth was just Chris Hemsworth. It was, it, that's his average performance. He wasn't, it wasn't his Hemsworth best. Chris Hemsworth military cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like it wasn't his best acting performance, but it also is not bad. So like he just that it's average for him. That's his average performance. So yeah. All right, I, I oh. go on. Okay, I was gonna say I'm gonna give this movie right in the middle. Um, I mean, first time watching it through, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, but after doing this whole review and finding out that it was based on a graphic novel and it was basically written 
panel for panel kind of irks me a little bit. Um, so writing was a little slack. A lot of the characters weren't great. Like there was, they weren't developed well enough. Um, action scenes were pretty good. Shaky cam that they oh, used God, starting cam. to er, it bother me a little bit. Um, but overall, I would say this is the ultimate Netflix and chill movie because it is the Netflix part of the evening where you got the girl and the guy sitting on the couch. She's engaged the fact that there's Chris Hemsworth's biceps on the screen. He's enjoying because sure, there's an action movie. I don't think movie. want that, though. Action you movie. want the girl to be focused on you and your biceps. I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, but you're a fat slob, so you need something to help. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> so it's, it's the Netflix before the chill. Because I'm just like, I'm just like, hmm. Like, I Actually, feel like you yeah, shouldn't no. be... What Pam said if you want to chill sense. with a girl, you shouldn't be showing wait, her wait. that there's better guys out there for her to be what with. What Pam okay, just said like, makes sense, though. This is a what, what I'm saying is, what are the chances? Movie. What are the chances that she's gonna get to be with Chris Hemsworth? Very low. But you want her to think about you, though. That's not the point. What I'm saying is, you guys are both engaged in the movie before the Netflix, before the chill. <laughs> I'm Pam saying, is saying for... you need to hold your focus on the movie. <laughs> I'm saying this from like a dude perspective like you know if I want a Netflix and chill movie I would want the guy to be like you know maybe not too not too hench that it's like unnatural but like someone like someone like a regular guy (laughs) oh no I'm fine I got a I have an athletic frame I'm okay but I just mean in general are the you, greatest though? Are you though? I, Uchi, I am fine. Thank you very much. frame only. <laughs> what is it? What's that line? I I've play basketball. That's good enough for me. Okay. I've got a six-pack. Six 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 oh, my I was, goodness. Say, what's that line? I've got a six-pack under the keg? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Well, I don't, I don't drink beers that often, so hopefully that would not be my bane. Say, um, play, but... play basketball. That's it. That's it. I do yoga. Dance, hey, man, basketball, I... basketball does everything. Okay, well, basketball, swimming. Topic. Anyways, yes. The point is, okay. The point, the point is you're wrong. Is, <laughs> the point is, I, I personally would not do that because. But also, I wouldn't have that problem because the girls I tend to hang out with wouldn't be attracted to Queen's Hemsworth that much. Um, he wouldn't be their type. But I'm just saying, like, girls have shit taste. I'm talking from that. a girl's point of view. This is a good Netflix and show movie. <laughs> just saying. Uh, I am going to give this movie a. We'll give it a Madagascar. It's <laughs> a little eastern Wait. border, a little south of the border, <laughs> or not the border, the equator. A Madagascar. <laughs> you know what? I was entertained. I thought the camera work was okay. The action scene. It was. It was entertaining. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the script was fine. Like obviously, it's an action movie. You can poke holes in it. If you analyze it through the lens of a critic, who's like, oh, yeah, so you can yeah, poke holes in any movie. You're yeah, going to say this. I have a question, though, when you're done what? with this. I have a question. Okay, you... I'm going to finish my rant. Yeah, finish course. what you're saying, and then I'll ask this my question. Yeah, is something where I went into it without a critical eye. I went into it to be entertained. And right. I was not entertained when they were having their little emotional breakdown in What's-His-Name's house. I was entertained when Chris Hemsworth was literally slapping children <laughs> who were trying to kill him. Yes, that, that was, was yeah. funny as fuck. I love yeah. that sequence. Um, 
and then the last bit was fine right um so like it was a decent movie just don't look too hard at it the stunts were fine there was it wasn't like out of this world choreography that john wick Mm -hmm. had or something along those lines right but it was fun yeah john like okay well let's not compare this to john wick because john wick is like well i'm using john wick as the gold standard as the okay 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 because i'm like john wick is not on the same level as this movie no no of course that's that's exactly my point yeah is john wick is a far superior movie this is like bootleg john wick <laughs> it's warm the way john that they wick. made it succeed is they hired chris hemsworth it's warm at john wick bootleg bootleg john wick <laughs> this <Yes>. is... <laughs> so yeah that's my hot take for the day this is the urban planet john wick <laughs> oh my god anyways like i the question i was gonna ask was which movie was better this movie or suicide squad I have never watched this Suicide movie. Squad and I don't this intend movie. to. This movie. Suicide Squad is a piece of shit. Never watch Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad will make you cry. Suicide Squad Suicide is the worst thing I've ever witnessed. my standard for the worst movie ever made. So if I ever ask... I could never watch Suicide Squad If again. I ever call a movie a Suicide Squad, then you know this movie was really bad in my, in my opinion. I went but to watch I Suicide Squad. To I went to watch Suicide Su- Squad. Suicide the most entertaining thing that happened to me that day was almost being almost joining in cult. That's how bad Suicide Squad is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, no, okay. Okay, that's good to know then. It's still better than the like, Great War. This movie's better than Su- the Great Suicide War. Suicide Squad and the Great Wall. That that would be a battle of the The Great Wall was just boring. Of the I was gonna say the Great Wall is worse than Suicide Squad. <laughs> the- yeah. It's been Suicide Squad and the Great War fighting to be the worst movies. Are fighting Listen, to be the worst movies ever. The Great War is going to put enough shit. pressure on us yet, and we're going to have to watch Legends of Her Legend of Hercules. So well, no, it, we well, have well, yet to reach rock bottom. Why don't you watch that movie when he gets on the podcast as well? Yes, he yeah. has to be here to ramble about it. Yeah. All right, yeah, we could do it. Um, yeah, I think that's it for the show. I don't know. We we basically extraction. Go see it. It's a fun watch. Um, we might have given it a little bit of shit, but you know, it, it, that's why it's sixty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but either way, if you're not, if you don't have a stick up your butt like me, then you probably would enjoy it. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's, plugs. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Life is fine. <laughs> it's right, like it's okay. Yeah. Let's um, plug ourselves. Plug, yeah. plug, plug. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Northern Critic UMFM. Again, that's at Northern Critic UMFM. On Twitter at Northern underscore Critic. Northern underscore Critic. And we also have our website, which is very simple. It's just www.northerncritic.com, where you can find a decent catalog of all of the movies we've reviewed up to date. So go check that out. And yeah, Pam, are you? Yep. Yeah, uh, so you can find me on Instagram at Winter Beauty, and that's Winter Beauty with an I instead of a Y at the end. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, cool. Is anyone doing any special mentions? Anything you want our audience I to have check out? Relevant to the Offline. broader audience. All my <laughs> interests are very niche at this point. So yeah, and we've been uh, for I don't think you want. I don't think you want to hear my thoughts on non photorealistic rendering within Blender. So, yeah. <laughs> we've been recording for like an hour forty. I think we should yeah. wrap up. Plus, yeah. Yeah. recommendations yeah. can be for next so, time. So 
Yeah. We'll end the mm-hmm. podcast the way we've been ending it since this whole COVID started. Um, remember, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your face masks, and don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't touch your balls. No, unless you're in private. Knobs. <laughs> Let donuts? <laughs> All right. Uh, don't lick Bye. 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 Safe.